when do we start introducing kids to the concept of money? And if your child is asking for a lot of toys, how do we teach them that we limit our budget for toys while at the same time teaching them a healthy money mindset? Today, we're lucky to have Dr. Marnie Moya Prudential, a neurodevelopmental pediatrician and author of How to Be a Money Smart Parent and Raise a Money Smart Kid. We'll talk about how to start teaching young kids about money so they grow up with a healthy money mindset and learn financial literacy. Are there days you feel you've had it with the sleepless nights, the temper tantrums, the constant fatigue of trying to keep up with an active baby? Does it feel like you're always working so hard as a parent, trying to do everything for your kids and family, and yet it never feels enough? We get it. You love your child more than anything, and yet parenting is also exhausting and challenging, especially when you're bombarded with criticism and pressure to be the perfect parent, which, spoiler alert, does not exist. That's why we created Discerning Parenting, the podcast that helps you cut through the noise and focus on what truly matters in your parenting journey. This podcast is jam-packed with valuable insights and practical tips specifically tailored for parents of kids age 5 and below. So join us and discover how you can use the combined power of science, knowing your child, and your own intuition in making the best parenting decisions for you and your family. Hello and welcome to the Discerning Parenting Podcast, where we help parents make better parenting decisions based on the science of child development. I'm so happy to introduce today Dr. Marnie Moya Prudential. She's a neurodevelopmental pediatrician and author of The Vest Investment and How to Be a Money Smart Parent and Raise a Money Smart Kid, The Seven Developmental Stages of Financial Literacy. Dr. Marnie, thank you for joining us today. I'd love to hear about how you got started with your advocacy of helping parents teach their kids be money smart. Can you share this with us? Yes, thank you for inviting me, Toyang, Dr. Toyang. <laughs> so, yeah, I started like uh, like more than 10 years ago. Actually, I've already I've already had money for investing but i lost money <laughs> through an investment so that's why i realized that i needed to i needed to learn about money after 20 years of studying no to be a doctor after having money enough to for an investment i realized that i was scammed and i realized then that after 20 years of studying they did not teach us about money you know, as doctors and and i decided to learn about investing you no know, and man, financial matters and i re, i also learned that my son has to learn this too you no know? i i realized that my son has to learn this too and when i i studied i also taught him that he needed also to Learned that as I I learned it. He was very young then, around five or six years old when he started to learn. Oh, but what so you really, started um, at a young age. That's yes, yes, he started at a young age. But what really clinched the deal was when I I was going to be a consultant and I was going to be invited to be a consultant in a hospital in the Philippines, and it told me that I will have less time taking care of my son. And when I told him about that, he said, but mommy, that would be such a downgrade. And 
I, I asked him, what do you mean by downgrade? It will be a downgrade from five-star service to two-star service. <laughs> so I said, oh, they did not teach us about not only having money, but having more time for our children. And you need that money to have more time. And that's where I started my financial literacy journey. Okay, mm-hmm. That's true, Dr. Marnie. I think one of the things that you also talk about is that when we're financially literate, we actually have more options. So, yes, yes. We have more uh, if we choose to have more time, yes, if we choose to have more time with our kids, if we want to, we can do that. And it's true what you said. We can have all of these academic degrees, but not learn financial literacy. So mm-hmm. that's how you got started in your journey to help parents mm-hmm. and to help kids also develop financial literacy. So you mentioned that you started your child when he was around five years old. So at what age do you recommend starting to teach kids about money? Because many of the moms listening to us would have preschoolers. Is it too early to start teaching them about money? Yeah. There was an article I read, it's a British author, that said that you can start around three, three years of age, preschool years. As long as they know numbers, colors, shapes, no? and that's where money has uh, colors, they have numbers, they have shapes, you can start teaching about money. As long as they don't mouth objects, depends on the developmental capability of the child. And as long as they don't, they don't put objects inside the holes in their body or they tear paper. No? If, if they do that, you don't teach them about money. <laughs> yes, that's true. So it's more of the safety considerations. But other than that, then as long as they can understand numbers and shapes Mm -hmm. and colors, they'd be able to understand money. So thank you for sharing that with us. Now, once we have seen that, oh, our kids are at the stage where we can introduce them to money, how can we start doing that? Okay, yeah. You know, when you go to the store, they they would like to buy a toy. <laughs> so they will have an idea already that you need money to buy a toy, right? So more or less, that can be a everyday life like that can be a starting point in teaching them about money. So instead of buying the toys for them, you might want to ask that. You might want to tell them that it's not in the budget and you can ask them, how can you afford that one? So mommy works for money. Can, can you? I'm sure you can work for money too. <laughs> and then you can introduce household chores already that they can work for. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So that they, I guess it's part of them learning cause and effect that Yes. When you work for something, and mm-hmm. then this is the result of working for that. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for and that the habits suggestion. Are important. Yes. Yeah, the habits are very important. If I can share my experience, it's actually in a, on a patient with autism. I realized that I have to also teach my uh, the families that I serve who have children with disabilities. Because this patient of mine, I saw at six years old, and then it did lost to follow up and came back very obese at around 14 years of age. So they, there was a gap of around eight years, no? And he was very big, 200 pounds. And the mom taught them, taught him to go to the store starting at six years of age, uh, telling if he wants something, he will just say, yeah, yeah write, write it down on the paper. <laughs> and then at the end of the week, the mom would pay like 500 pesos for all the things that he bought, which is usually 
junk food, soft drinks. That's why he grew up to be two. I mean, he grew to be 200 pounds. So what he learned about money is alone, no? <laughs> so I think that made me also realize that I have to also incorporate that in my practice because the good habits are established while they are young. <laughs> Yeah, that's so true, Dr. Marnie. And thank you for pointing that out. So it's not mm-hmm. just about money, but it's also about building a healthy lifestyle. And money yes. is just one of the parts of that mm-hmm. healthy lifestyle. Well, thank you for talking about that because this is a common question I get. Like many parents are struggling with things like saying no to their kids when their kids ask for a lot of toys. And then I hear things like, oh, my kids don't understand the value of the money that goes into buying these toys. So how can we start helping kids to understand this and how do we say no to buying everything they want to buy but in a way that also helps them build financial literacy and also builds a healthy money mindset that doesn't just say oh always just saying oh no we can't have this we can't have this so we want to teach them at the same time without limiting them how do we strike a balance of doing that Yeah, financial literacy is all about knowledge and behavior. So knowledge, you can get it from the internet, but behavior is the one that you have to teach them at an early age. So what helped me really is to establish that there are certain uses for money. So having like jars for for you to put in the money is very helpful. I use six jars for my son, but for very young kids, you can use three or four jars like spending jar and a saving jar and then an investing jar and a gift jar or charity jar and then you can when they have like gifts from from their grandparents or from titos and titas you can ask them to put money money in the jar there's certain percentage for that and you can tell them to just get you can buy what you want in the spending jar and then for the saving jar That's for emergency emergency purposes, no? So that they can compartmentalize the use of money. And you have to be specific according to the developmental age. I remember there was a mom who told me that she said the savings jar is for a rainy day. And so when it rained, the, the, <laughs> the daughter said, Mommy, it's raining. Can we use the money in the saving jar? <laughs> so yeah, it has so to be, uh, you have to use your words according to the developmental level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because at that age, they still take things literally and yes, have a hard yes. time understanding figurative language. Yeah, But thank you for sharing that. And it's very interesting that even if at a young age, we already introduce the concepts of investing, And mm-hmm. also giving. Yes, yes. Yeah, so this builds an abundance mindset mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for our kids. That's that- true. So the more you make money, the more you can give to other people. I think that would be the good mindset to have than just being money for just your personal purposes. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Mm-hmm. And we also teach them to have a higher purpose, to yes. mm-hmm. look beyond their immediate world at the world outside so that mm-hmm. is the start of building wider consciousness also in our kids and that's so yes. beautiful Dr. Marnie and <laughs> this is a surprise question so it's uh-huh. okay if you sure, don't sure. want to answer but I just thought about it as you were talking about it in this age where they hardly see actual cash so usually mm-hmm. just credit cards or maybe money wallets like GCash when we buy things, how yes. do we help them understand it? Because especially for young kids, they're very concrete 
thinkers and they really have to hold it. So how do we help them? I was just reminded of this because recently I was out with my son and then he wanted to buy something. And I said, oh, I don't have money. And he said, it's okay. Don't you have Gcash? So, uh, and then... It seems like sometimes there's a disconnect between understanding that, for example, uh, credit cards yeah. are something that will also take those that you still need actual cash to pay, pay for the credit card. And there's actual cash that goes into the GCash. Do you have any tips for helping kids understand, I guess, the concept of money in a world where they may not see it as often concretely? Yes, yes. That's an interesting question because I, I, I talked about that in my lectures. Financial technology is here to stay <laughs> yeah. with all the Gcash and everything. But still, you have to tell them that you need money to buy things. It's just digitally. You don't, don't see that. You don't see that the actual physical money, but it's, it's also money taken out. Of your, of your wallet or your bank account. So you, you have to be careful in terms of the, the digital cash because it's easy to do that. Eh? It's easy to pay things with just the digital, digital cash. You have to be careful also with your children having access <laughs> to your... Yes. Because I remember I asked a patient, so what's the phone number of your mom if you get lost? And what she remembered is the password <laughs> of the phone. And they can easily know... They, already know how to buy in Shopee they already know. and yes, sometimes parents are just surprised that there are like packages coming in so I I, I told the, the dad of this patient that she has to also work for the money if she needs to buy something so in terms of digital cash it's still not a concept that most preschoolers might understand but you can help them understand that by telling them that it's still money physical money getting getting out out of your wallet and you have to work for that money to pay for what you want so if they want something they have to ask permission i think that's what you have to tell them if you want something ask permission first before buying online <laughs> and have like two-factor authentication because i had a patient if i can share no actually the chief complaint that came to me was he spent he bought a hundred thousand pesos worth of like priest clothes because he liked being having the clothes of priests he has autism and it's a good thing that the, the parent had a two-factor authentication and they were asking if they would proceed with the, with the purchase and said, no, no, no. And I also hear stories of kids who buy like, like hundreds of dollars worth of in-app purchases from games and from apps. Yes. Yeah. So it's digital security is also very important. Yes. So you have to tell them if you have to purchase anything, ask permission from mommy first. Or if you want to buy something online, ask permission first. Make it very clear because it's still hard-earned money from your parents and we don't want to lose that with just one purchase. That's yes, how they, the family, yeah. Yeah, and especially for young kids, we may even have to tell them what purchasing means because sometimes yes. they're just clicking and clicking because they like it. They mm -hmm. don't realize that it's not just liking it, but they're actually buying something already. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah. they still don't understand. That's why you have to be <laughs> careful yes. just handing out your phone and they know your password. No, They're very fast in their visual <laughs> memory. No. <laughs> yes, that's true. And they seem to be quite technologically savvy, even at a very young age. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, Dr. Marnie, tell us about your books. They're so engaging. I remember as soon as I started reading the first page, I couldn't put it down. 
And <laughs> these are actually short books that are perfect for busy parents. So we can finish it all in just one sitting when we have a break. And I love your stories, how you explain everything so clearly. So can you tell us about them? Yeah, the first book is about brain development and the value of early intervention. It started when I was pregnant with my son and I was worried that he may have a disability when he when he, he is delivered. What if that happens? I asked my husband and he said, oh, you already know what to do <laughs> because of my, my training. So, so if I know what to do, I mean, most parents probably don't know because they didn't have the training. So I started writing the first book on why it's important to really focus on proper brain development for children and early intervention of developmental delays. And the second one is how to raise a money-smart kid. It's my journey on how I taught financial literacy to my son for the past like 10 years. (laughs) And so I'm coming up with the third book. It's how to raise money-smart kids and prepare them for the new economy. It's post-COVID uh, <laughs> book wow. and how to, uh, yeah, and incorporated our like financial literacy, the components and probably AI because that's where we yes. are right now. <laughs> yes, and cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. cryptocurrencies, yeah, digital wallets. So uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you very yeah. much for letting me talk about my books. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for your third book to come out. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Thank so you, is there I'm anything Dr. else? Yeah. yeah, thank you, Dr. Marnie. Is there anything else you would like to share? Yeah, well, I think it's very important to teach the good habits, the right mindset, and the good values about money to our kids while they are young. Because they 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 will be prepared when they're older, once you have the habits established. But the best thing to how you can teach your children about money is to model the right behavior, the good habits, and the right mindset to them because they will pick that up as they grow, go along in life and you're the best role model for financial literacy to your children. Yes, that's true. So that means that the values that we want them to learn, we also model them ourselves. Yes. <laughs> so thank you so much, Dr. Marnie, for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, you go to the show notes and then we'll link to where you can get Dr. Marnie's books and also head over to discerningparenting.com slash toolkit and get our free parenting toolkit for parents of kids age five and below. So again, that's discerningparenting.com slash toolkit. We'll also link to this in the show notes as well as the link to Dr. Marnie's book. You'll also get regular updates and parenting inspiration sent directly to your email inbox if you sign up for our free parenting toolkit. And be sure to follow the Discerning Parenting podcast so you don't miss an episode. So thank you so much, Dr. Marnie. Thank you, Dr. Toyan, for inviting me. Any information available at this podcast is intended for general guidance only and must never be considered a substitute for advice provided by a doctor, therapist, or other qualified medical professional.